Hello, and welcome to the Brutally Honest Books podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Gerrand, and I'll be giving you my honest thoughts on the books I read. While the reviews will be short and to the point, they'll include everything you want to know without any spoilers to help you figure out what you should read next. So with that said, let's jump right in. Hi, everyone. So today I'm talking about a murder mystery novel, and it's one that's especially great for all of my Agatha Christie fans out there. And if you haven't seen from the title of this episode, the book I'm talking about is Midnight at Malabar House by Vasim Khan. This is actually the first book in the Malabar House series, and Vasim Khan actually has another crime series that's also set in India titled The Baby Ganesh Agency, which is made up of seven books. However, the Malabar House series is just two books so far, and the one I'm talking about today is the first in the series. And I mentioned that if you're a fan of Agatha Christie, you'll really enjoy this book as well, because it has a lot of those classic murder mystery vibes. It includes everything from a unique cast of characters and a missing murder weapon to a necklace that's a prominent clue in the case and even the murder itself taking place at a New Year's Eve ball. And like Agatha Christie, it's a very whodunit type story. However, unlike Agatha Christie, this novel does have a very feminist slant to it, which was actually very cool and really added to the feeling of newness with this novel. Because the Agatha Christie style of murder mysteries with all of the typical tropes has been done time and time again. But this novel really put a female protagonist front and center along with a lot of relevant cultural information, which I'll explain more in a second. But the point I'm trying to make is that even if this type of story had been done before, this particular angle made it entirely new. So the angle I'm referring to is the fact that the novel is written from a female protagonist's perspective. And it's not just any female. The year is 1947, and Persis Wadia is India's first female police inspector, and she's been called to investigate the murder of a prominent English diplomat. And as you can tell from the year that the story takes place, it's also happening right after partition in India. So there's a lot of social and political unrest as India is working towards redefining themselves as a nation and dismantling the old feudal system under British rule. Because partition happened in India in August of 1947, and this story takes place on the eve of December 31st, 1947. So just mere months after being declared independent and after 200 years of British rule. So all of this adds to the backdrop and the context of the murder that's taken place. So Persis sets out to uncover who the murderer was, and in the process, she ends up teaming up with a Scotland Yard criminalist by the name of Archie Blackfinch. So as I mentioned, the story has a sort of feminist slant by really drawing attention to the male hostility and misogyny that Persis has to deal with while trying to do her job. But it's also incredibly empowering to read a story whose protagonist is a really strong character who's breaking down boundaries. And although this story is completely fictional, I did look up who the first female police detective was in India, and it was a woman by the name of Kiran Bedi, who joined in 1972, and she was instrumental in prison reform in India. 
So I just wanted to give a quick shout out to Kiran Betty. But back to this book, as I mentioned, there's also more to the context of the story. There's all of the social and political unrest that's happening that's based on real events as India was right on the verge of becoming the world's largest republic. And there's a lot of excitement as well as tension because India is really in the process of figuring out who they are politically and governmentally as well as culturally and religiously since they've been so intertwined with the UK for so long. But all of that said, the novel is never too heavy either informationally or emotionally. It really does center around the murder. And it's the murder of the prominent English diplomat, Sir James Harriet, who's been found dead on New Year's Eve in his estate. As always, I won't dive into the events that unfold in the novel, but I will just give you my impressions and my thoughts, which are that overall, the story was really entertaining. Like I said, it presents a very classic whodunit from a fresh perspective. Plus, it's a really entertaining, visually descriptive murder mystery that also enlightens readers on India's history as well. For example, I learned through this book that it was actually India that developed the first system for fingerprint identification called the Henry system, and variations of which are still used today. So the book actually serves as a pretty good history lesson that's sort of disguised as something entertaining. The novel is also pretty fast-paced, which is nice. The story is never dragging or boring at any point. And while the writing isn't anything artistic or groundbreaking, it's simple and straightforward, which is the style that you would want for this type of book. And in the end, Khan does a fantastic job of writing an intriguing fictional murder mystery that's set against the backdrop of real historical events. However, as much as I've praised the feminist angle of this book, in my opinion, you can tell that it's written by a man, because while I loved the female protagonist, she is kind of the cliched version of how a man sees a strong female. So she's a bit haughty and she's a bit cold, but overall, I do think she's a good character. And I do feel like she's kind of a stand-in or literary representative for all sorts of unsung female figures throughout history who broke down all sorts of barriers. And I do love the entire setting and context of the novel. The fact that it's a murder mystery taking place in India in the 50s, love everything about it. I think the only thing that was a tiny bit overkill was how many male characters he described as having a mustache. But if the new Top Gun movie has taught us anything, it's that millennial women are going feral for that right now. So maybe it was actually a smart choice to mention that so many times throughout the book. But it did reach a point where I wanted to say, I get it. Let's use other descriptors. But now that I think about it, I'm kind of interested to see if that's going to be repeated in the following books. I guess we'll find out. Because as I said, this is the first book in the Malabar House series. However, this book could stand alone on its own, but the events of Persis's personal life are left a little bit open-ended. So I'm really glad that there's a sequel and what I'm assuming will be even more books after that. So I will definitely be reading those and reporting back. 
But in the meantime, I'm going to close this episode by giving it a rating of three and a half out of five stars. And as I said, I would recommend it to any Agatha Christie fans out there. And in the meantime, as always, stay tuned for the next review. Rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe from wherever you're listening from. Follow along on Instagram at Brutally Honest Books. And I will talk to you in the next review. Thank you so much for listening to the Brutally Honest Books podcast. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening from. If you like this show, you can rate and review on iTunes, and be sure to follow along on Instagram at Brutally Honest Books.